Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. Oh, yeah. And Johnson. We're back for another week of potential transfer talk. I don't want to talk about it. Can we talk about something else on the show this week? I mean, week? I feel like, like we have to kind of talk about it because it actually amped up a bit this week, Guido. It did amp up this week. So Deuce McBride, Miles McBride, has declared for the NBA draft. And what was kind of interesting about it even though I think in statements since he posted his emotional, you know, whatever, yes. you guys made fun of him last week, you know, tweet, post, or Instagram right. post, he has said that he is considering returning to, you know, or is going to go through the process to be evaluated by the NBA. But his was a little bit more, like, defined. There was not – that was not listed. He just said he's declaring for the NBA draft. Yeah. And that and, he had gone through the process with the NCAA. Yeah, and we all agreed at the time, I think, immediately, right, Scoot, that it, this one felt different. This one, like, read diff- – like, when I read this one, nothing – nothing, and that's not a shot at Taz or Sean. Let's let's not get it twisted. But when they when theirs came out, it was more like – we're going to go through the process of evaluation and stuff. When I read Deuces, it was more like peace. Well, that's what I, like if you look at, if you look at everybody that's come through our program, probably in the last, uh, I don't know, five to 10 years that has declared themselves for the NBA draft. Um, almost all, I think, I don't know that Devin Ebanks did. I feel like this is very similar to Devin Ebanks where it was like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to the draft. See ya when I see ya. Ciao. The yeah. other guys all throw in that, like even Sags, I think, threw in the he's going to get, you know, go through the, the yeah. evaluations and have I the, think you're right. He like, even did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He ultimately didn't come back. But I think also if we're being honest, it, as WVU fans, I feel like so I feel like we read this one differently, too. Right, Guido? Because I feel like yeah. this one was the like elephant in the room that we all were just like that doesn't exist there's no chance last week last week i was totally like if i don't say anything about it it's not gonna happen and we don't put him on the list of potentials it will not let's just not talk about and then this came out and i feel like we all went oh crap that's the one i was worried about that's why we're feeling like this he tried to sneak it by us like he thought here let the first wave of these guys announce stuff and then i'll just a week or two later oh by the way i'm gonna go as well <laughs> like when they're not looking. Yeah, and I and I guys, I gotta say, like from reading that and just my just general feeling about it, he ain't coming back. Like there's this is he's going to the NBA draft. I mean, every mock draft has him late first round, early second round. I I just don't see him coming back. I think he can probably help his draft stock in whatever you know. Um, combine type situations that he has and when he goes to some of these visits he'll probably help himself um i also think that if he doesn't get dragged i could still see him going g league at this point and then trying to latch on or trying to because i mean if you look at it most of these guys unless you are um maybe really the top 10 picks and maybe not even that because joe alexander didn't last very long but if you look at these guys, a lot of them bounce back and forth from the G League their first year. Javon did. You know, um, 
We see Daxter Miles is back and forth in the G League. Tariq Phillip is back and forth in the G League. And I think to myself, if Daxter Miles and Tariq Phillip can be in the G League at some point, and possibly the NBA, so can Deuce. I mean, if you're asking me, I think Derek Culver's probably the more pro prospect, only in the sense that his rebounding is tremendous. His shooting is woeful farther than five feet away from the basket but I don't know I, I I am concerned if Derek Culver is our only option coming back that we know of well it puts us back to two seasons ago I feel or no really pre two seasons ago what well, help me hone that in scoot I mean we, we we had a period there where it was just DC was our only option it felt like and he had to have a huge game or we weren't in it his freshman year, at the end of his freshman year, we had Jordan McCabe, who kind of stepped up and was scoring, which he didn't do his sophomore year or this past year. And we had Derek Culver, because that was the season that Issa Ahmad and Wesley Harris got dismissed from the team. Yeah, right. I don't, right, right. I don't feel as good about this as I did then. Well, let me ask you, here's what I really wanted to ask you guys tonight, because one thing that's been on my mind is, Part of my fear of, you know, like Guido said, like, that's not a thing. It doesn't exist. Let's not think about it or talk about it. It's kind of like when he brought up the other week when you weren't here about a hug's tenure. I was like, that's not a possible thing. We're not going to talk about that. The other thing that I've been worried about is let's say let's just play that forward then and Deuce doesn't come back and he really, you know, he really pushes this forward. Then my other thought is, and maybe that's just me being cynical, but I feel like it then informs the decisions of other people like Derek Culver on the team. What what do you think about that? Well, I almost wonder how it affects the decisions of Sean McNeil and Taz Sherman, because now a guy like Sean McNeil, who wasn't really going to be a draft pick in the NBA, you know, maybe would have gotten a G League contract, maybe would have gotten a European contract. Sean McNeil now comes back, and he's the star of this team. And he's scoring high 20s a game. He's getting the ball. He's not really sharing it with anybody. And I think it puts Taz in a very similar situation as well. And then now you go, I mean, honestly, you know, Kedrian Johnson, it helps. And it helps uh, McNeil and Sherman a little bit, I think. More McNeil than Sherman. And then I think it hurts guys like, Isaiah Cottrell and, you know, Bridges. Like, I think it hurts the younger guys. And then with – and the other thing that happened this week was Gabe Osaboyan said that he's coming back. Um, he went on a rival podcast. John Flowers, thank you. No. <laughs> Anyways, um, he, he went on Final Forecast and announced that he's returning back to WVU yeah, for which his is awesome. extra senior senior year. I think that helps. That makes me less worried about the inside, wor- less worried about defense and rebounding. But I mean, I think Deuce leaving helps a lot of people on the team. I just don't know if it helps the team as a whole, if that makes sense. Well, Scoot, just really quick before you chime in, that's actually that's interesting because that's actually not what I had on my mind. So Guido, actually, I'm proud of you, Guido. You spun that positively. <laughs> I, you know, me being the negative Nancy over here, I, I was actually framing. I, I was afraid that that meant they would say oh well if deuce isn't back then i'm definitely then i'm definitely moving on that that's where my mind was you know i've been a little bit paranoid about that reaction but you actually i like the way you spun that actually but see i look at it and scoot i don't know what your opinion is but i look at it a player's got to play and if a player wants to play and build his you know time and 
and, you know, his showcase. A guy like Sean McNeil, Taz Sherman too, but a guy like Sean McNeil, who I think actually has some NBA potential. Uh, they like shooters like that in the NBA. Like every team has like one of those guys that, you know, is this three-point, you know, nail him guy. Like he's going to get more eyes on him playing another year at West Virginia than he would if he plays in Europe somewhere. I agree with that. I I worry though. So I've always been the glass half full guy of the three of you. I am the glass uh, mostly empty, not even half empty right now. So let's say on this. You're let's, saying on this. Yeah, on this. So let's let's just play it out. All four guys are gone, right? Uh, McCabe, Matthews, Taz, McNeil. Actually, there's five. Uh, Deuce. That leaves us. Now I get it. We're going to bring in some transfers. I understand that. But that leaves us with the only experienced guys with with Coach Huggins and his staff that are capable of dribbling a basketball. That leaves us with Kedrian Johnson, who has yet to really show me uh, that he is an offensive player. That leaves us with Taj Thweet, who has all of four minutes of playing time this season. Uh, and he, I guess, is like a six-seven guard. I don't know that he's really a guard, but I would say a guard. Uh, does this open the door for Spencer Mackey and Jay Moore? I mean, what are we gonna like? We don't no. have anybody with. I know it's I'm being facetious, but we don't have anybody with experience coming back that can handle the ball. Jalen Bridges is not a guard. Um, there may be times this year though if we do have inexperience with with the guard position that he may have to be kind of pressed into duty. I could see it if if Culver stays and Gabe is there. Um is it possible that Gabe is a starter and Jalen goes to the three? Maybe. I don't know. And then you're just looking to fill two spots. Well it leads me to believe that there's probably people out there beating the junior college bushes right now oh, to man. Try to find the next you Definitely. know the the next help for this team is what I would assume. I mean that's how, that's what Huggins does though. I mean that's he he's always loved that junior college. Yeah, film. I totally agree. Now Chris Anderson of two four seven sports right. uh put together an article that listed several potential um targets for our staff that of guys that are in the transfer portal. And uh, there was one that came out that was pretty public in that Polly uh, Polycap from DePaul. Yes. Like, is this even a thing? Like this can't DePaul's be real. DePaul's right? Polly Polycap. Like, oh, come on. You want, you want this guy to come. You like, know, you want, that I name. do. You want to talk about that name all like season. it's ridiculous. Scoot, I'm, I'm thinking Scoot thinks that's a gold mine just for the name. How alone. is it possible that I didn't know about this guy before this? <laughs> Like, that's what I can't understand. Like, how does nobody know this guy has, like, his parents have had zero originality or creativity in their lives. They're like, uh, <laughs> Paula Cab, what goes well with Paul? I like the sound of it. Let's go with Polly. And then, hey, when you're done playing at Manhattan, why don't you go talk to DePaul? Because that's where he started out at Manhattan. Then he went to DePaul. Like, it was like a magnet. He's, like, magnetized toward the name Paul. Yeah. And uh, to look at him, though, he looks like a mini Derek Culver. He's 6'7", built like a tank. Right. Um, he's not going to be dribbling the ball, I don't think, anytime so soon. So let me ask let me ask you guys this. So now we've been we're, – we're, we're into this now. We've got Deuce – we've got these three guys testing the NBA. We've got two guys in the transfer portal. Uh, Jordan McCabe picked a school, by the way. He's going to be a running rebel. 
Uh, is Tarkanian still coaching there? Uh, I don't no. think that's a negative. That's a no. How cool would that be though? If he was still there biting on towels, and... is Tarkanian still alive? That's a no I don't as think well. He's alive that is anymore. a no. <laughs> um, that's the last time I remember UNLV being like somewhat relevant. Is you know whatever you know white chewing on white towel days in the nineties, <laughs> but um, you know. I, how do you guys feel now, a week later, about this transfer portal and what a mess it's become? I mean, we're seeing what's happening with Chris Beard leaving and going to Texas. Like, it's a trainer. Syracuse lost their best player into the transfer portal. Like, it's a it's a mess right now. Yeah, and I'm in. I don't know if I mentioned that to you guys, but even here, like, so I'm in. You know, I'm I'm here close to East Carolina, and just since the end of the season, they've had I think six players go into the transfer portal. So, I you know I don't know. I think the scoot the math liker in me um, says that all of these guys have to then end up somewhere. I mean, they they end up at a de- destination school, so this has to even not even out but it has to come to some equilibrium right i think i think the problem guido is that what happens when you go in the transfer portal and nobody wants you well there's that and i talked about that on your off week i think because there is some level of risk for each of these guys now most most of the time but is though, there but is there like are you going into the transfer portal not knowing that right. you've talked to another coach yes. or something surely you've got stuff lined up right? jordan mccabe the fact that he's already with somebody else makes you think when did this conversation start yeah right exactly but i think too just to just to play that forward though i think it makes i mean and we said this last week and i think guido that's still my opinion to answer your question is if you're if you're a school like if you're if you're a blue blood if you're a unc a duke a, you know whatever um kansas even actually that that makes me mad about Bill Self's new thing this week, but we'll new not country. sure. We'll, we'll talk get back about to that. that. Yeah, we'll but you know, schools that. like that, I'm sure they love this chaos in the transfer portal because they can just stick their arm in the portal and like pluck guys out. But if you're if you're us, it makes me very very nervous, Guido. I guess that's my answer is because. But we're, but, uh, but don't you feel like I mean I, maybe I'm looking at this wrong, but I feel like we're one of those guys, Johnson. Like I feel like it's not like. It's not like we're a mid-major. No. Like, we may not get, but we're going to pluck, you know, this guy leaves Syracuse. It's not like he's going to get to go to Duke. Like, we're still a good team, a good destination for, you know, we've got a Hall of Fame coach. We, we're a good destination for a player. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I guess I don't look at, like, I think this is like that martyrdom West Virginia thing that we all have, which is like, oh, we're all, you know, everybody's always down on us and we have the worst luck in the world. Well, I mean, that's I think probably it's... part of me, too. Yeah, that's probably part of me. I'm just worried that we're not going to see, like, it's not going to be equitable, you know, like, the losses are gonna out are gonna outpace the gains that we see. Is my I guess that's my fear. Maybe that's a better way to put it. But I think you're gonna. I think and Scooty would say this too. Like I think you're, you're gonna say, well, it's not equitable because you're gonna get these three guys you don't know, and then a year and a half from now when they're stars, when they're a gay boy, Osa Boyan, you know, in his second year, you'll be like, oh, that's a great guy. I'm glad we picked him up in the transfer portal. I guess I guess it, you know the difference is is in football you've got you may have ten guys go into the portal after a season, but you've got seventy guys that play on the team. It's just this year's weird with like five and six people going from a basketball team into this situation. I'll say this. I think that uh, to kind of piggyback off of Johnson's point, those blue blood teams, the Kentucky specifically I'm thinking of, uh, North Carolina, Kansas, they're better equipped in the sense that they're used to having players for a year or two at max. 
So I think that they're going to be able to maybe get more out of those guys than a team like us that's not typically a one-and-done school, right? So not that that hugs can't get a lot out of a guy in a year, but we've seen that guys typically do better in their second year with hugs than their first year. You know, McNeil's a good example. Tash Sherman's a good example. Um, Typically that second year they kind of blossom when they're new to a program. I guess that's the hope that Kedrian Johnson will figure some things out and and he'll kind of take off next year. But when you're a Kentucky who's used to getting a guy for a year, they can squeeze out stuff out of guys quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I think they're much used they're they're much more used to that churn, I guess. Is is a good uh, and that's a good point. And I think the difference is guys and I mean, can you remember gosh, I mean, especially when Scooty and I entered the transfer portal, but <laughs> Uh, can you remember back in like the 90s, though, and even the early 2000s when uh, a kid wanted to leave a school and go to another school? It was a nightmare for the, uh, for them to transfer. Yeah. Like it was like you had to get the athletic director to allow you like you had to be released by your school in order to be able to transfer to another school. Like now it's complete. The world's completely different. And I'm all about this, you know, uh the ability to let these players choose where they want to be. But I thought Fran Fraschilla johnson had an awesome tweet this week uh about it because it's kind of like it and it i like fran it was kind of like the old man tweet because that's kind of how i felt about it when i read it he said the transfer portal is open and student athletes are flooding through it he says yes the freedom of movement finding a better fit yada 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 but some of it is just the pure inability to handle the slightest adversity that sports brings. That's and that's like, so that's I a feel fire like that's, tweet. That's like an old guy Taylor. But I respect Fran and I read that and I thought, you know what? That I I tend to agree with the good portion. I agree of that. with him too. I think after this season they the NCAA has to find some balance in this. This has just gotten, you know, you've gone from one extreme to the other. Like now you can leave and go. and I understand that this this you know the whole not having to sit out for a year is only for this you know particular transfer portal session whatever you want to call it but yeah it's just it's nuts well and I'll I think right now this minute like in the current moment of it with this being kind of the first taste of it I have to think that we'll see this I feel like I keep using this term, but we'll, we'll have to, it'll find some kind of like equilibrium over time because I I have to think that if you, if you want this to be improved, then the last thing you would do is ask the NCAA to try to manage it more because I think they've, they don't do the best. (laughs) They're not great at that. Would you say that Mark Emmert is killing it right now? Right, right. I would not not say Mark Emmert's killing it. (laughs) <laughs> that's not a that's not a factual statement. So I feel like the like you know players and programs and coaches like it'll reach some I don't know they'll figure they'll figure it out. I think right now it probably feels like a maelstrom, but I, I have to think. Speaking figure of figuring it out. it out, let's talk about Kansas and how they figured out how to avoid <laughs> getting in trouble. And even if they do get in trouble, uh, Bill Self has figured out yes. how to. Remain employed. This, but this, this, this whole thing. So his, if you guys, if you don't know, if you're listening to the show, you don't know that uh, Bill, uh, Bill Self signed a contract extension. It was an extension right. with, uh, with Kansas to to stay on as head coach. And in the, and Johnson, what was the wording in the contract? Yeah, so I've got it in front of me. It says straight. This is Matt Matt Galloway at the Matt Galloway on Twitter. It says the parties agree. Quote: The parties agree that athletics will not terminate head coach for cause 
due to any current infractions matter that involves conduct that occurred conduct sorry that occurred on or prior to the date of full execution of this agreement. So essentially absolving him from if yeah. they find anything, it obs- well, uh, you know what? Sign this guy. That was in the past. Card. That Let's was let bygones ago, be bygones. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, this but this and you're right, Scoot. Like this goes back to the fact that I I mean the NCAA is by far the worst run organization ever. And I don't think they're going to do anything anyways to Kansas because they just like UNC, they can't figure it out. And just like they did when they let Oklahoma State play in the March Madness tournament, like they just don't they're stupid. They don't right know how after, to, you know, Bill Self and all that information with Adidas came out. He had Snoop Dogg cussing and strippers on poles. For their midnight madness. <laughs> For their midnight madness, yes. Well, this actually, Scoot, if you need me to season it a little bit more, Guido, I don't know if you saw the follow-up tweet from Galloway, but he said, it, it goes on to say, if self is suspended by the NCAA and or the conference for any matter related to the current infractions case, he's agreed to forfeit 50% of his salary during that time. That's nice. Oh, that's that's kind of him. I mean, it's that's I mean, that's nice. nice, that's nice but he won't him. be fired. He'll just come back. He'll come back. And, but but doesn't that I mean I'm this is like the most captain obvious statement, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Isn't that like, hey, no f- no reason, but can we go ahead and write in all these specific things about if so- something happens, you know, just <laughs> no real reason, but just just for the future, you know. Could could a lawyer use that against him as almost a an admission of guilt? Well, I that's what I mean. Like, doesn't it smack of it does. Yeah, there might be some merp, merp coming down the pike here. Can we just <laughs> yeah, like write? I some... feel like it does. Like it's a. It's crazy it's... to me. How is this a thing? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's one like he's bulletproof. It's almost like the Onion wrote this story about Bill Self's <laughs> article. Uh, uh, I'm going to say this: Is he a great coach or is he a great recruiter? Because there's a difference. Uh, I think the latter. I think he's definitely a, a great recruiter. I don't know if he's a great coach. See, I feel like. You 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 have a guy like Bob Huggins. He's a great coach. You have a guy. Uh, I mean, I think there are a few guys that are great recruiters and great coaches. Coach K comes to mind, obviously. Uh, Roy Williams, Jim Beheim, guys who have stayed a long time at a place. I think are great recruiters and great coaches. Um, I think he's. I think he's a great recruiter. I don't think. I think he gives people. You know, that's I don't the know. same thing. Like There's, I. I would say Calipari. I mean, great, great, great recruiter. Maybe not a great coach, and right. I think we saw that this year because he didn't have the right recruits. Yeah, no. right. So his he had an off recruiting year, obviously, and you didn't see him pull out wins that he would have pulled out with the talent in previous years. But outside of the big names, outside of the you know the Shashevskys and all of that, like I, I mean, don't the great recruiters generally win out in the sure. long run? Like, don't the great recruiters usually? Yeah, you are the don't ones have to do as much, right? Champions? Right. Those because right. you're going to get guys that can cover your mistakes. Yeah, I mean, the talent's going to be there to kind of peanut butter over any any ills that pop up. Yeah. Would that be a honey roasted peanut butter? It would for me. <laughs> yes, it definitely would. Speaking of Roy Williams, he has decided to retire from UNC, which is kind of crazy to think about. Well, and this I mean, happened, Guido, on April Fool's Day. So when I originally yes, saw this, yeah. I was like, oh, man, they're really messing with UNC fans. And then people were like, oh, no, actually, that's a thing. I think he had coached, it said, 33 years. That's a- The coaching carousel continues. We talked briefly about 
Chris Beard going to this weird, like, Shaka leaves Texas. Chris Beard goes to Texas. His wife shows up the day they introduce him dressed as a referee, which I thought was very strange. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. They uh, they did this whole big video about him showing up to campus, and they he and his wife come walking together, and she's like she's dressed like a referee. She had a black and white striped shirt. Yeah, I was waiting for him to lay down on the ground and start doing the whole timeout <laughs> thing, like <laughs> charge or something. Charge, yeah, I, yeah. I think that to me, um, if you're paying attention at all to to Texas Tech Twitter, man, that's that that's ugly right now. That's that's an ugly, ugly situation, and I don't blame them. I mean, a guy takes you to the Final Four. He, you know, you've probably given him whatever he wanted as the head coach. He's built a culture there, and now he's going to go down the road to Austin to one of your hate. I, to me, that would feel like Hugs leaving to go coach a couple seasons at Pitt or something. Not, and yes. that's not even a good <laughs> yeah. compare. But you know, like no. someone that you've really or Beeline maybe would be better. Um, you know, going going to like a rival. But I think to me that's huge. Porter Moser. Um, heading to Oklahoma. I don't like Scoot because I like it when we talk about these teams like Iowa State that hire a guy we've never heard of and we laugh it off and go, okay, well, we'll continue to beat those guys. Oh, like Oltzelberger or whatever that guy's name is? Yeah, yeah. but when I see someone hire – A successful guy? Right, yeah. You don't want to yeah, hire somebody right. successful. It's like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> he feels really competent. Scoot, my question for you on that, are you worried – that he's going to bring Sister Jean along oh, with him. Listen, to, uh, to Jean better keep her rear end in Chicago. What if, what if Sister Jean entered the transfer portal, Scoot? Yeah, what if she transferred and you know left Loyola to Chicago and came to Oklahoma? I feel like she would have. Would she have to go to like TCU <laughs> because it's a religious school? Oh, man, maybe mean, they'd probably. Yeah, they probably expect that would be the landing spot. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know yeah. that Oklahoma has the religious ties that that uh, a TCU would have. Yeah, so that's it. I I agree with you though. That's one of those hires, Johnson. That I'm like, man, that's not a. I mean, that's a great hire for Oklahoma. That's not. Oh yeah, for sure. All we can hope for is the rough, like first or second, you know, first two years where he's trying to get his recruits yes. and his system in there, so right. we can just maybe pound on them for a little while. I don't yes, know that that yeah. will happen because I don't really know a lot about this guy, but. Sometimes you see that too, though, when you've got a guy that's come from a, a mid-major type school to a big school, oh, like Neil Brown, like yeah. um, well, or like Shaka Smart. I mean, right? Yeah. There was I mean, a, yeah, Shaka Smart going to Texas, or even a um, the the one thing Porter Porter Moser said. Uh, by the way, Scoot, just to keep you informed, Porter Moser said his first phone call after taking the job to, at Oklahoma. Was to Sister Jean, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to struggle with this guy because he's got two last names. Porter Moser. For yeah, Porter Moser sounds like two last names to me. Yeah, the coaching carousel just continues to go uh, go crazy in, uh, in in the NCAA and, and will continue uh, here over the next next few weeks, guys. Um, other things we should talk about WVU related stuff. So Deuce isn't coming back. We're depressed. Uh, one thing about basketball. Keep in mind, you guys were talking about Derek Culver. Uh, NCAA players, so the transfer portal stays open for another month, so that's still out there, and you have that you can declare for the NBA up until the first week of May. Uh, so you know there's still a chance that oh, there good. will be more names out there. Oh, like, great! Trickling in. No, I so. can't wait. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, thank Johnson. you for reminding me, guys. Other breaking news out of WVU happening tonight, just as we're doing the show, popped up on Twitter as we're here talking. Tyke Smith 
lands in a new home. And uh, Johnson, I think you called it last week. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the easy speculation, right? We kind of thought that about Drashawn Miller, um, but we we now you know we now see that Tyke has landed with Georgia, and that that's that that was the easy speculation. That's where we thought he might end up. That's what what we thought the the easy choice would be and obviously that's um that's where it came to fruition so obviously leaning on that jamila die connection it looks like not surprised scooty no not surprised at all um i'm if anything i'm surprised that we haven't seen more guys other than taiki go that direction you know it doesn't have to be a starter but you you would think that there's got to be a couple other guys probably in that uh that secondary you know room that would be interested in joining Jamal, if they're if they have a close relationship, a lot of times uh, your coach can be almost like an uncle or a father figure. And uh, when when that guy leaves, he might be the only reason why some of those guys actually are at the school in the first place. So it's not surprising. And and there may be other names that end up going that direction at some point, you know, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Just we'll just have to see how it plays out. Well, we'll talk more football next week, too, because uh, we'll work our way into the spring game and a lot of stuff starting to happen with that team. Uh, let's talk a little bit about WVU baseball. Randy Mazie, uh returned back to the team this weekend as they faced uh, Oklahoma State. Is that correct? Yeah, Oklahoma State. Yes. And uh, it was good to see him back. A really nice tweet came out about being back with the team after yes. taking a couple uh, weeks off for dealing sure. with the issues with his, with his son, Weston. Um, so good. Uh, the Mountaineers took the uh, the first game in the series, but they uh, they fall in the finale, giving up a, that, that, a powerful grandstand. But yeah. Oklahoma State, eleventh ranked team in the nation. So well, it looked more like a football score in that finale. I think we gave up a ten run third inning or something like that that kind of doomed that game. But otherwise, I mean, I feel like that's one of those games you just have to like shake it off, Guido. Like they're a great they're a great team. Like you're going to run into this in this conference. So I mean. Yeah, that that final score of that third game was what was it, twenty one eleven? I think twenty one like, to eleven, twenty two to eleven, something like that. Uh, but overall, WVU, you know, baseball still, you know, still playing well. They're eleven eleven, five hundred ball right now. Their next game is against Pitt this week, so you know, we like we always like when we play Pitt. Yes. A little backyard brawl action. Boo hiss. For everybody in West Virginia, most West Virginians in uh, professional football world are Steelers fans. Uh, Johnson, yes. Um, Good news for them. A West Virginia guy might be coming to play with the Steelers, allegedly. Yeah, and personally, one I mean, I don't look. Don't get mad at me, but I'm not much on the Steelers. But Carl Joseph is quite possibly my favorite Mountaineer ever. And so it was said that he was meeting with the Steelers this week. Now, I, I was a little bit surprised, Guido, because I think he's only, you know, finishing his first year, right? Or was that his second se- That was his first season in Cleveland, I thought. I don't know. But he had a he had a really great season. Um I think he I think he was in every game or like fourteen or fifteen games with the Browns. Of course they had a really successful year. Um but yeah, I guess there's Maybe some depth issues. I read the article really quickly earlier this week, and Steelers fans that are listening to the show probably already know this, but I think they've got some depth issues, and so they're talking to uh, to Carl Joseph, so pretty cool. And then a final, final thing before we take a break and come back to do Bluff the Fluffs. Um, former WVU uh, running back uh, Sean Alston, which was, what, 2010, 11, 12, somewhere in there, right? Yes, right. Pre, I think Sean was pre-Big 12. So yeah, it would have been uh, like yeah, he, he might have been. Like he might have been. It was 10. right around that time. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so he is involved with this antitrust lawsuit against the NCAA for, you know, athletes not getting paid and, and the NCAA making billions off of it, which is going this week in front of the Supreme Court. I was going to say he, he's the reason why we don't have NCAA 2K for football. <laughs> well, I think there's more I mean, I don't think it's his fault particularly. I don't know if I'd go right after him. But, <laughs> I mean, but yes. I think the Supreme Court pretty much spent, from what I pay, was able to pay attention uh, over the week, they essentially spent all week just dunking on the NCAA. <laughs> so it was a very bad look for the NCAA. I think they're in a precarious position right now for how, you know, not that they weren't already, but I think now that they've pushed it to this level and the Supreme court has pretty much spent the whole week asking them why things are kind of screwy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes, Guido. I have a feeling that whatever already exists for like name and likeness is going to get ramped up. If you think transfer portal and name and likeness and everything, you know, we may, we may be just seeing step one of this stuff. Yeah, this, I agree with you, Johnson. I think that this is, what we are dealing with now with the name and likeness stuff and the ability for student athletes to go wherever they want to go, whenever they want to go, is just the tip of the iceberg of what's coming. And I'm not and saying I any think, of that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, no, like, I'm not like either. hold on, you know, get, but you know, seatbelt in because I think a lot of change is, you know, possible up around the bend. It's, it's Pandora's box, man. It could be a bad deal. Well, listen, let's take a break. We'll have that more to talk about in the next coming weeks, months, and probably years. Let's take a break and come back and do a little bit of Bluff the Fluffs. We've been on a Bluff the Fluff break for the past couple of weeks. So let's come back and do a little Bluff the Fluffs. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortec Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortecKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortec, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortec Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears on Guido along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can find us on the social medias. Look for us online, on Instagram, on Twitter, at Got Your Ears, or you can find us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears on. Guys, it's been a few weeks. I felt like it was time to bring back Bluff the Fluff. Yes, let's do it. We've had a kind of a BTF I, drought, I feel like. Yes, yes. There's been a BTF drought. Scoot was missing a week. There's been a lot of basketball and other things to talk yes. about. So I thought we'd bring it back. Last we left it, we uh, Johnson came back and tied it all up. We're tied at five games apiece, Scooty. I'm not worried. It's, it's, not a, worried. Not it's a new season, Scoot. That's right. All right. Well, you know, guys, this week, we record this on Sunday nights, as most of you know. Big game tomorrow night, Monday night, when this show gets released, uh, happening the national championship game in basketball. Uh, don't know if you know this. But it's Gonzaga versus Baylor. So. I didn't know that. And can I just be the old guy to complain, Guido, that we're now uh, having the time-honored tradition of a very important championship game on a Monday night at 9 o'clock? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, it's when ridiculous. will we change that? We won't because of West Coast. We'll get to watch a lot of those commercials with Jim Nance saying that the Masters is a tradition <laughs> unlike any other. Yes, unlike we will. any we'll other. We'll be yes. to that. 
I mean, I like the Masters. Yeah. Commercial. No, I, like I do too. Commercial. I I like Jim Nance. But don't Jim, you feel like Jim this Nance is a game feel... that should be enjoyed on a like a Saturday? You know what I mean? Like where everyone right? can just freely watch it right. without. It's, what would you do if it plays? If they played it at like two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday? No, not that. But I mean, watch a it? day when like, I don't have to worry about getting up for work the next day or anything. That's what I'm know? saying. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if they played it like two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday? Where you right. could kind of center your yeah. party around the game. Right. Yes. You're done at a reasonable hour. No, even if they did it at 9 o'clock on a Saturday night. I would be okay with 9 o'clock Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, I, I think I would too. I'm okay with that, but I don't have anything to do the next day. But It's the same problem I've had with years for the, with the Super yes. Bowl. Like, just have move it to Saturday I'm night. I'm getting You're us not, off on like a tangent, but yes, that's else. a perfect equation. Because I mean, it's the same thing for the Super Bowl. You're going to have the biggest party of the year. And you guys sound like a couple of guys that bring pickles to or onions to uh, McDonald's. <laughs> bring, our own, we bring our own onions to McDonald's. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you don't know, guys, this whole time for the past – Five weeks, these uh, players have all been in Indianapolis, Indiana. So these guys have been trapped in Indiana for a month while they've been playing March Madness. It's very flat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so my question is, what have they had to eat for the last month? Like, so today on Bluff the Fluffs, we're going to do – Indiana foods, famous foods from oh, Indiana. On it. Wow, that's a curve you just so, threw. I was you prepping said myself. You were, you were thinking this was going to be a bad bluff the fluffs. This is a great bluff the I fluffs. I was prepping myself so, for like past championship history, stuff like that. I feel like I know all kinds of Indiana foods. I feel like, you know, you've got, you know, Suggs, these guys, they've all been in, in Indianapolis for the last month, and I want to know what they've been eating. So did a little bit of research here. And uh, try to figure out, you know, see if you, what you guys know about the famous foods of All India. Right. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm wow. ready. All right. As you know, a correct answer is worth five points. An incor- a steal is worth 10 points. And final bluff is worth 25 points. Before we start, we have a complete and total random flip of the coin. And Johnson, you get to go first All this right, week. Sweet. All right. So here we go. Question one. What is the name of of the famous steakhouse in Indianapolis that is known for its shrimp cocktail. Mm. Is it Mitch and Morty's, St. Elmo's, Grill 23, or the Aquarium Lounge? Hmm. My gut reaction to this list was, did you say Mick and Morty's? Mitch and Morty's. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It is not Mitch and Morty's. Scooty, is it St. Elmo's, Grill 23, or the Aquarium Lounge. Oddly enough, and maybe I shouldn't tell you this, but uh, before quarantine hit and before the pandemic, I had spent a weekend in Indianapolis uh, at a volleyball tournament. Of course, you I did. believe the correct answer is Saint Elmo's. That is correct. Saint Elmo's. Boom! Boom! They got- boom! Great steaks and a little bit of a shrimp cocktail. I've eaten there. It's great. It's awesome. I'm immediately you should, uh, you angry. <laughs> All right. So because Scoot now has done reconnaissance on this location that I was not aware of. <laughs> Scoot uh, now takes the lead with that steal 10 to nothing. And Scooty, this next question is back to you. Every year there is a special pudding that is made in a festival that is celebrated in Mitchell, Indiana, for this berry-like fruit, is it the tamarillo, the loquat, 
the persimmon or the jackfruit? I think uh, when we're talking about a berry-like fruit, I've got two options in mind. Uh, I am going to go with the jackfruit. I'm sorry, that is incorrect, Scooty. It's not the jackfruit. Johnson, is it the tamarillo, the loquat, or the persimmon? I just want to say loquat. Ooh, I'm sorry, it persimmon? it's not the low quad. It's a persimmon, yes. That was my other option. Yeah, persimmon is the uh is Scoot, the, you went the with answer. the fruit uh, that was nominated in its senior class as likeliest to never be considered a fruit. Well, I <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with uh, a, a tasty jackfruit pudding. I am not. Never uh, had one. Well, then you're missing it. All right. All right, so no points given there, Scoot. You still have the lead 10 to nothing. Third question, Johnson, over here to you. This famous food was started in Indiana. Was it the Pop-Tart, Orville Redenbacher's Popcorn, Monster Energy Drinks, or Quest Bars? Oh, this is, uh, wow, this is, this is tough. Uh, again... I've already proven my gut feel was wrong on the first question, but my gut's telling me to go with uh, Orville Redenbacher, Guido. That's correct. Orville Redenbacher from the state of Indiana, a person who liked making popcorn. Scoot, I was afraid I that was just advertising, and he wasn't really no, from there. that's true. That's true. I knew that. I was going to go with that. I was hoping you were going to get it wrong. You were hoping he was going to go with Quest Box. Yes. That's what you were thinking he was going to go with. No. All right. All right, five points for Johnson there. Scoot, you still have the lead, 10 to 5, but this next question is back to you. In Evansville, Indiana. Mm, birthplace of Don Mattingly. <laughs> okay, thank you. The Hilltop Inn is famous for making this fried sandwich out of a usually discarded part of the pig. Ooh. Is it the testicle sandwich, mm. the kneecap sandwich, the brain sandwich or the snout sandwich? Hmm. I've had everything on a pig. <laughs> From the Ruta to the Tuta. Uh, I am going to say it is the brain sandwich. That's correct. <laughs> Thank God you That's got correct. that right because I didn't want to have to choose if I wanted to say testicles or not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is correct. It is the brain sandwich. It started actually. They used to do it uh, um, with a calf's brain, but uh, then Mad Cow happened and they got a little scared. So now they make brain sandwiches out of. Oh pig well, brain. I don't Obviously. like that you know detail about this. Like that's a <laughs> strange, odd thing that you would know like the backstory to the brain sandwich. I can't wait till Scooty has to go to Evansville, Indiana for some volleyball tournament, and we make him go to the Hilltop yes. Inn. And get a brain sandwich. I wonder if Don Mattingly's had that sandwich. I bet he has. I bet you Don Mattingly has had that sandwich. I'm sure he has. We should ask him next time he's on the show. Um, So, all right, Scoot. Correct answer there. Five points. You now have the lead 15 to five. And Johnson, this next question is back to you. In a 2020 poll, what was named the most popular fast food restaurant in Indiana? Mm. Was it Sonic? Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, or Taco Bell? Ooh. Indiana. I feel like they'd be Dave Thomas fans. I'm going to go Wendy's. I'm sorry. That is not correct. 
Scooty, Sonic, Chick-fil-A, or Taco Bell? I've got to believe that this question was asked to you because of your number one love. And I'm not talking about your wife. I'm talking about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> this that's one a hurts. correct answer. Oh, this one hurts. This, this one's painful. Oh man, number one fast food in Indiana. Oh my goodness. Oh, man. It felt too obvious, Scoot. It felt too obvious. I couldn't go with it. Scooty gets ten points and takes the commanding lead oh, now, man. twenty-five to five. Et tu brute? I feel like I just got, uh, I just got a knife in the back uh, there. Duped. From yeah. Fila on on a All Sunday, right. no less. Scoot. This next question is uh, back to Scoot. Final question before final bluff, and it's a breakfast question. Oh, Scooty, good. I like so. breakfast. All right, here we go. This breakfast food gained its popularity in the city of Indianapolis. Is it chicken breakfast sandwich, square donuts, corn scrambled eggs? <laughs> Say that first or- option <laughs> Chicken breakfast sandwich? <laughs> what the heck is a chicken breakfast sandwich? The best is on my sheet that I have it. I have it typed sand wish instead of sandwich. <laughs> It sounded like you were a part chicken when you said it. Chicken burger sandwich. It was like a buck in the middle of it. Oh. <laughs> and I couldn't hear anything you said after that. Like once you balked like a chicken, I was out. <laughs> chicken burger sandwich. I was like, what the hell is that? All right, here we go. This breakfast food gained its popularity in the city of Indianapolis, Scoot. Was it the chicken breakfast sandwich, square donuts, corn scrambled eggs, or cottage cheese and applesauce? Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to say square donuts. That is correct. I've never square even donuts. heard of a square donut. Very popular in Indianapolis. So there we go. All right, Scoot. Another five points gets you a 30 to five lead. And Johnson, a correct answer in final bluff will only allow you to have a draw this week and tie it up. Okay. So. Pressure's, pressure's on. As always, final bluff is worth 25 points. And we ask you guys every week to give us buzzers. Scooty, what is your buzzer this week? <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh johnson he actually, your he actually just took the buzzer i was thinking of <laughs> if we're if we're being honest um portal portal all right johnson is portal here we go the indiana state fair is known for this tasty treat is it fried butter boiled popcorn sauerkraut balls Soy kebabs. Portal. Cool. None of them are good. <laughs> I heard uh, I heard Johnson. None of it sounds tasty to you, Scooty. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. All right. Well, I heard Johnson buzz in first for 25 points in the tie, Johnson. I'm going to go fried butter. Sorry, that's incorrect. Let me ask you a that question. Does... When you fry butter... <laughs> What happens to it? I don't know, but I didn't really hear anything. <laughs> Wouldn't it evaporate? Like, doesn't it, it evaporate it when you fry melts. it? I didn't hear anything after <laughs> sauerkraut balls. 
I love me that deep fried butter. <laughs> Do you put it oh, on a stick? Man. I'm assuming. <laughs> you just pull out the stick after it's been in the fryer? Because <laughs> there's, it's just. Uh, all right, Scoot, uh, you win. Congratulations, Scoot. Do you, I want to hear your guess, though? Uh, what is okay, your so guess? give me the last three options. I know there's sauerkraut so, balls, which sound horrific. Bo- boiled popcorn, sauerkraut balls, and soy kebabs. I'm going to go with boiled popcorn. <laughs> Sorry, that's incorrect as well. The correct answer is sauerkraut balls. Oh, jeez. Are a popular tasty treat at the Indiana State it's, Fair. First of all, two things. It is not popular nor tasty. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't try a sauerkraut ball? No. Not a- like a meatball, but like put it on your spaghetti? All right, well, congratulations, Scoot. Uh, I know you won't eat sauerkraut balls, but you will take the lead again and bluff the fluffs six games to five over Johnson. Well- uh, it was hard earned. Um, I think my recon trip to Indianapolis has paid off. Not only did I see good volleyball, but I also saw some good food. Uh, I did not see any sauerkraut balls, nor did I see fried butter. But um, right. it uh, I knew that they do a lot of stuff with popcorn there. So uh, Indianapolis, uh, I imagine uh, Jalen Suggs and the fellas have uh, maybe gone to or had takeout. Probably didn't go, but they probably had takeout from uh, St. Elmo's. Yeah, probably. I would imagine they definitely did. So, uh, Johnson, uh, unfortunately for you, it's a loss. You're behind. Uh, you're a game down. Yeah, it feels bad. We're a game back now, but we'll we'll uh, we'll re we'll regroup. All right, here we go. Uh, let's take a break, guys. We'll come back and do a little bit of uh, can't believe my ears. Wrap up the show. All of that kind of stuff. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio you'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. And don't forget, we've got an awesome website. You can check it out, and it's got merch. So uh, check out our website, gotyourearson.com, right? Yeah, so links to the merch store are right right there in the sidebar, as well as the latest blog post for all the stuff we talked about on this week's show. You can click on there and see the links for all the show notes of stuff we talked about. And then if you'd like to, you can listen to the show uh, right there from the website in the sidebar. The link to the latest show will be sitting right there, so check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out, gotyourearson.com. Well, prior to March Madness, we used to allow Scooty uh, you know, a few hours a day out on the internet to find things to talk about on the show. Then we shut off his internet for a month, and we've let him back on it. And every week he brings us a little segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears. What do you got for us this week, Scooty? Well, fellas, um, this, as the weather is getting warmer, um, this story kind of stuck out yes. to me. Uh, you guys uh, are swimmers, capable swimmers, would you say? Capable I mean, yeah, of swimming, swim. yes. Okay. Uh, do you like to swim? Um, I don't know if I'd say I like it. It's, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I do. Um, it's not, you know. Are you, are you comfortable swimming in, in places you're unfamiliar with? No. No, so I don't like swimming in the, I like pools. Okay, pools, you don't like a lake, maybe you're an not occasional a lake, lake swimmer. I can maybe do a lake, 
It's got to be a nice, clean. Yeah, lake, that's an interesting question. I mean, I like the ocean. I'm not a big like let's go swim in the river or like Guido saying the lake. I'm probably not not hot about that. But I'll you know. See, I'm not a I'm not an ocean guy either. Yeah, I don't I'm like fine the with the ocean. I like, but I like I like pools. Pools are nice. Well, a Florida woman was found oh, naked cool. in a storm drain after being considered missing for three weeks. Yeah, I I actually heard this story that she had gone missing. And they found her in a in a storm drain. She had gotten lost in a tunnel during a swim. Really, I hadn't heard that. Where was she swimming? It's like, hey, let's go down and swim in the sewer. So like, here's, uh, let's see. Um, she was, I guess, going to go swimming. She left March third. Um, they don't know how long she spent in the sewer. Uh, she was. Exploring a tunnel she found while swimming in a canal near her boyfriend's home. After several turns in the tunnel system, she told police that she became lost. Like, and then ended up in a sewer. Oh my god. Okay, Guido, first of all, this is terrifying. I mean, as two people that just said they don't like swimming in, like, just not even, like, remotely weird places, if I found myself... I mean, I I suspect we're going to get to decision-making... Sure. Uh, issues here in a second, but just yes. beside the fact, if I found myself then lost in this kind of like labyrinth, and I had gotten turned around, that feels terrifying. Now, Scooty, you've been to Florida. I've been to Florida uh, quite a few times. Yes. We have family down and there, and and the canals that they are talking about, Johnson. You know, it's not like a canal that your boat's on that leak leads to you know the ocean or anything. Like they have these canals in Florida that are like kind of like gollies to use a West Virginia term to allow storm water to to flow away and they kind of look like little rivers ditches if almost, you will really. ditches yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what they are they're di- they're ditches they're these giant ditches and at no point in my travels to Florida would I have ever looked at one of those and gone hmm I might want to go swimming in there <laughs> secondly like, like so at some point she probably came across a gigantic tube of some sort yeah right so yeah, right like, I mean, she's not Richard Kimball, and it's not the fugitive. Do you go into that on your own, willingly, and say, you know what? Let's see where this tube goes. Hey, I wonder where it's this dark goes. inside. Like, <laughs> no, never. Never would I ever yeah, go into seems, a tube of some kind. This is like um, running away from an axe murderer in a horror movie level bad decision making is what this feels like for, uh, for this I person. guess she had to contend with snakes and rats and Ugh. you know your general raw sewage wow oh my gosh but no yeah, no alligators is... like it is florida like well i'm they didn't say alligators but i'm sure they've got to be alligator concerns right i mean for three weeks Ugh. we're not talking about like uh you know she's been gone for a couple hours three weeks what is she eating she... <laughs> what, is, what like what is she drinking you have to be eating and drinking something right yeah, this now like raises this, more yeah, questions is, for me than answers. Like, that's amazing that she's alive. How did they and, even and locate her? They heard uh, the 43-year-old Lindsay Kennedy calling for help within an, from within an eight-foot pit uh, at about 9 a.m. in Delray Beach. The firefighters removed the cap, lowered a ladder and harness, and pulled her to safety. Can we also talk? Can we also talk about? She's 43. Yeah. Like when you reach, I'm, uh, uh, 
we're 43 too. <laughs> like we're in our early. <laughs> like, I've I've had a lot of life experience, and you know I'm. Like, you're too old for this. I think you're exactly like if they said she was like 17, right. 21. Maybe. I mean, 25 even. I would have been like, right. okay, dumb, no life experience. I tend know? to agree. Yes, you know. Or if she they said, hey, she's 80, and I would have been like, oh, it's an old lady in Florida. Uh, okay, yeah, right. right. Okay, yes, other end of the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> 80. What is an 80 year old doing swimming? I don't know. In a but, canal. It, but I mean, at least it would make <laughs> a little more sense to me. Confused. Yes. You know, she thought it was the yeah. English Channel, maybe. and she was trying to swim across. And I get. Yeah. 43. Like, Scoot, at, your, at our age, Scoot, are you making that decision? Are you swimming in that? No, canal? I'm gonna tell you right now. First things first. Any kind of water where I'm unsure of, I'm putting water shoes on. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy and looks kind of dorky, but I'm wearing water shoes because I don't want my feet to touch anything. Now, or at least a wetsuit, maybe. I'm not. Listen, I don't like strange lakes because of the squishy feel under my feet. Let alone swimming in a poop canal. while while exploring like i'm not doing that so i would never do that i don't know what makes her think that that was a wise decision like i guess maybe i've seen enough in my life that i don't need to explore well and what else is going on here scoot that someone's not like in those like so they're in those canals or they're in those ditches like you're talking about and they're not putting two and two like so this person has never stepped back and went hmm where does all that go when i flush the toilet like they've never thought I, this through and, or and this been, like, smells hmm. horrible let's keep swimming <laughs> right. like come on you don't think let's turn back around and get out of here there's a lot i have a lot of questions here i think i can sum all your answers up in one statement from the news article that investigators reported that Kennedy's mother said that her daughter has a history of illegal drug addiction ah, and had uh, drug problems. Why did I not think of this? That makes sense. I, I guess when you're in your 40s, drugs can, he- can help you lead to bad decision making. Don't do drugs. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, you know, I'm with you, Scoot. I'm not swimming in a canal in Florida, oh, though. God, I've no. seen them. Like, They're disgusting. I don't even like going in a pool that's not caged in in Florida because of the mosquitoes. <laughs> Like, right. I'm not getting in some sort of, like, foreign waters. Scooter didn't even think his own pool's clean enough. <laughs> That's 100% right. I'm not swimming naked either. All right. Well, thanks, Scoot, for finding out something about Florida. I always <laughs> appreciate the Florida ones. All right. Well, listen, we should wrap it up this week, guys. It's been another interesting week in the world of WVU athletics. I know it feels like offseason, but there's a lot happening for offseason. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. We'll talk more about whatever happens in the transfer portal. It's going to be a few weeks before we hear anything about these NBA guys, I think, and uh, whatever else happens. But we will have some buildup, and we'll talk a little bit next week about what's happening with spring football practice and the spring football game coming up on April 24th. So definitely tune in. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow, all of those things. You can find us online on our social media accounts, Instagram and Twitter, Got Your Ears On. And you can also search for us on Facebook. Just look up Got Your Ears. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. Got Your Ears On.